Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Andy Cohen. City, Bobby Finger's book is called The Old Place. I was also the co-host of Who Weekly. New episodes Tuesday and Friday. Wow, twice a week. (laughs) (laughs) It's still good. Wow, twice a week. Wow, twice a week. Wow, twice a week. (laughs) Wow. How many times is Watch What Happens Live on a week? It was very nice. It's to five like twice nights a week, a week a live. Yeah. I wanted wow, to be like, Andy, wow, five times a week. Wow, twice a week. I was on Watch What Happens Live last night. You bartended. Pre-taped. I was on Watch What Happens Live yesterday afternoon, but it aired last night. Yeah. Uh, and people are talking. Specifically, Andy Cohen is talking. Who Weekly? Andy twice Cohen. Wow. The, the words Who Weekly have been in Andy Cohen's mouth. I, at least we- twice now. <laughs> at said, least. Who Weekly? <laughs> Who? I know. This morning Weekly. I got a few texts and they were like, they he really pronounced the question mark in who. I know, and I was I like, that. finally, somebody respects that there's a question mark in who. The media never wants to allow us to have that in our name. I'm glad that he's the first person to have like openly pronounced the question mark. He got it. Who? Weekly. <laughs> who? Weekly. <laughs> who? Weekly. Got to talk to Lisa Barlow very briefly. Whitney Rose great, very briefly. Great, great, great. I got to say, when I was watching it and I was like, I don't watch Salt Lake. So I was really zoning out. We were just waiting for them to get back to you. And <laughs> they didn't really get back to you. It's the Well, fortunately, I've, I followed all of this because like Salt Lake City, I watched the entire first season to catch up on season two. Season two, I watched the entirety of the first half. And then I sort of picked at the second half because it got kind of boring. But now it's like back to being interesting again. But also I was there. So I was like very hyped. I was like, I can't wait for season three. <laughs> Oh Whitney, my god. I love you. Lisa. <laughs> it's like talking to two aliens. I, like being that close to a housewife. It's like speaking it's like close encounters of the third kind. There was <laughs> something, something so landed. deeply it reminded me of when I interviewed Sonia and oh uh, Dorinda at the wing and uh-huh. I remember that. And taking a photo with two women like that is just like, you look like normal, but you look more normal than ever. Like, they look not normal because they're TV stars and you look, you could not possibly look any more normal. And seeing those things next to each other is so rare and so glaring. (laughs) When you took... (laughs) Shout out to Stephen Avalos for texting Bobby, watching them pose over and over and over and you not is so perfect because we're on the step and repeat. (laughs) And I'm just standing perfectly still with my hands on my side. And they're just like, pose two, pose three, pose four, You could not put your hands around them, behind them. You had no, there was no grace. There was no, you you were not going to touch them. No beauty, no grace, no elegance. (laughs) Get me out of here. You wore your Birkenstocks. They both wore wore like fancy shoes. Everyone's showing toes. Oh my God, that's humiliating. That's a really funny close up. We'll tweet it. (laughs) I was like... I was like, this is just the most, like, glaringly. <laughs> they were just like, wow, a normal boy. <laughs> they probably saw like, Oh, you invited okay. a normal boy. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. 
Shut up. Shut up. Uh, I've been there. All right. Incredible. We'll talk more about this on Patreon. You are listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Before we play the first call, let me just read a tweet from Pop Base. Queen Elizabeth II's cause of death has been revealed as old age. Old age. Incredible. <laughs> Stunning. Stunning. Not really, a, not really a cause of death, but sure. It's on her death certificate from the National Records of Scotland, and it also says that her occupation is just listed as Her Majesty the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not... occupation. Her Majesty the Queen. Cause of death. Old age. <laughs> that's not. These aren't like this is not Paddington. Like those aren't real things. I think it's I, Lindsay. I think this is Paddington. <laughs> no. You're like, actually, no offense, for the first time ever, this is Paddington. <laughs> it's Paddington. Okay, more calls about actual who's. Here we go. I cannot believe the nerve that was struck here because we received about a million calls about this. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, I'm sure you're maybe actually getting a lot of calls about this. Um, and I'm not sure how much Love Island you've seen, Lindsay, but um, another great not as iconic as Molly May and Tommy, I would say, but another great Love Island pairing that's had a baby um, is Camilla and Jamie from season three. Um, Camilla, if you don't know, is, of course, the iconic um, contestant who whose job was shockingly um, diffusing landmines in um, countries that had been uh, had war um, and she of course dated Harry, uh, Prince Harry before the show allegedly um, and now they have two kids they're a gorgeous couple um, that's my dog barking and that's it um, crunch crunch mm, women do belong in balloons Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, you were talking about uh, Molly May and Tommy Fury and how they're the most like, successful love story, uh, all of that, since they're pregnant. But let's not forget, they're only the fifth of the Love Island couples who are now together and have babies. Olivia and Alex from season two, Tara and Knife from season two, Camilla and Jamie, and Jeff and Tom from season three all have been together, have babies, they're successful as well. I think that with, like, social media, they might not be as high profile being from the earlier seasons, but they still matter, too. Thank you. Crunch, crunch. They still matter. They do still matter, too. My Love Island knowledge does not go beyond season four or five. I don't think I watched the earlier seasons. That's on me. Timmy is also a big Love Island early seasons connoisseur and was immediately mad at me because he was like, what about Camila? I was like, I don't even know who Camila is. But apparently Camila Thurlow and Jamie Jewett met on the show, mm-hmm. got married, had a kid, are successful. Love Island does work. It does work. It works sometimes. It works. It works. <laughs> and there's a lot of couples from season two and three that have kids per Timmy. There's a lot of them. The caller mentioned them. Here's a Daily Mail headline. Love Island love stories that outlasted the villa as Molly May Haig and Tommy Fury announced they're expecting their first child together. Female reveals the couples whose summer fling blossomed into lasting romance. They spelled Haig wrong, but that's okay. Daily Mail, thank you for the list. They spelled it hog. She's Haig as in put her in the Hague, and they spelled it hog as in not that. Yep. Okay, moving on. 
Hey, Who Weekly, long time, long time, listening to the Tuesday episode, calling about Kiki Lane's post um, with her beloved Ariel Satchel, who I would say is a big um, Broadway fan. He won the Tony Award for The Band's Visit. He played opposite Katrina Lane. He was very good, very sexy, and done some interesting work since some theater work that had some kind of, like, I don't know, falling out, I think, with, like, the public. But his Tony Award performance slash um, speech is really, really beautiful. And um, maybe maybe give it a listen. Okay, the promising young woman, woman. Crunch, crunch. So I felt bad that we kind of glossed over this man because then I was told, most importantly, he's an egot. He no O, egot, E-G-T. He's got any like Grammy Tony. Egged. He's egged. egged. He's an egged. He's egged. Oh, so this man egged. is just missing an O, and that's why I think he was so bummed to be cut mostly out of uh, Don't Worry Darling because he said, I need my O. Where's my O? He can get the O. I feel like, I feel like the O is one of the easiest ones. The T I mean, and the G are the hardest. I mean, in the beginning of your career, yes, definitely. It's much easier to get into movies than it is to get out of them and into theater, I think. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. That's maybe not he'll true. He'll make a short film. He'll sing a song. He'll act in something. Uh, actually, I shouldn't have ranked which one's the easiest. They're all difficult. I don't <laughs> know. I do feel like it's it's easier to be an established star and like go on Broadway and like make, a, make an impact. But even though I said it was the other way, it's not in my mind. Yes. And I'm just not familiar with theater. So I come from the moviegoer perspective where I'm like, wow, all they have left is the T. That's the tough one. That's the toughie. And he's got the TGE. It kind of is though, because it's hard work. But And we know he has the ethic, the work ethic, because and the chops. He, he was in a really, really popular and much loved show called The Band's Visit. That's how he got all of his awards because there were various versions of the band's visit which was apparently he won the grammy for best musical theater album and the daytime emmy for musical performance on a daytime program and then he also just won a fucking tony you know as Mm -hmm. best actor so all of his awards kind of floated around this one performance that i guess he's now doing again at berkeley rep if you're in that area and want to go see him and a lot of people really love him that's all. And then Olivia Wilde saw his performance and said, not interested. I will. I will cut him from the movie. I will hire him and then I will cut him from most of the movie. I will make his and Kiki Lane's performances central to the plot of this movie. And then I will take them all out. Olivia Wilde was very much like, we only care about the white people in this story. Which is, I think, another reason why the Kiki Lane Instagram was so, I don't know, notable to people. That's sort of the subtext there. I do love that he already posted kind of a joking little video over somebody's tweet that was like complaining about him being cut out. And he wrote, when you end up on the cutting room floor, go see Don't Worry Darling. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like going crazy. (laughs) There are like no more rules about the decorum of this around this movie. It's very much like uh, when people were like, there are rules to being president. You can't do this. It feels very that. You know what I mean? Remember that era? We're still kind of in it, but. Remember that era? era. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then the president would break all the rules and then eventually people were just like, I guess I'll see Don't Worry Darling. (laughs) I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it tonight. Oh, my God. I'm worrying. (laughs) I'm worried. I took a bit on the Patreon this weekend. You're worried. worried. It's fine. I'm worried. I mean, it's bad, but it's fine. (laughs) Okay. uh, What's? Yeah, let's move on. Next call. So inappropriate. DWTS host Tyra Banks 
slam for making creaky comment to Charlie D'Amelio, 18, on live TV after teen's performance. The famous model, 48, made the comment while on live TV. She, like, can't... The media, like, does not like Tyra right now. Like, the media is coming for Tyra. Right? It's very weird. It's kind of actually a little bit much for me. I'm, like, coming around to the other side where I'm like, okay, guys, relax, you know? It's weird. It's weird. It's sexist. It's probably racist. The amount to which the media is coming for Tyra is confusing because Dancing with the Stars just seems so low stakes and low impact right now. So I'm sort of like, it why really is, low stakes is all low of the attention going on to Tyra Banks? Well, because there is drama about her hosting and she's kind of the most famous of these not famous celebs on the show. I don't even know. I really don't know. I also am like very confused at the impact of Dancing with the Stars being pay-gated in this way for the first time mm-hmm. ever. Ever. It feels really weird. The, the media around it now seems kind of weird. Yeah, we talked about this last week, but I'm looking at Dancing with the Stars YouTube again. There's some stuff on it, but the only the only upload that's in full, the only performance in full is the Elvis Night opening number from two <laughs> days ago. That's the only clip that they put. Okay, wait. At so all. what did Tyra say that was quote unquote okay. creepy? Okay, it's weird, number one, that people are being rude to Tyra. But again, we know we know some very fundamental underlying reasons which could explain that. This is a com- kind of a separate issue. This Pile is like on. Gen Z, I think, discovering that like <laughs> Tyra Banks says fucked up stuff and has been making a career off of saying really weird fucked up stuff for a couple of decades. When Charlie D'Amelio was walking away from her, Tyra Banks said, oh, I love your neck. You have the most beautiful neck in the world. I love it. And people were like, <laughs> That's creepy, and she trended on it because Is people it? were creeped out by her complimenting her neck. Now, they love the, I love your neck. You have the most beautiful neck in the world. I love it. I mean, it's definitely some weird live TV stuff that I wouldn't be caught dead saying, but it is more, it's not that crazy. Have you ever seen any episode of America's Next Top Model? Like, I. <laughs> Tyra commenting about just your neck is like a good, is like a Tyra on a good day on night. You got off easy. You know, right. like Tyra didn't make Charlie D'Amelio do blackface. Tyra <laughs> didn't put Charlie D'Amelio inside. What was that thing? The, um, the glaminator, <laughs> like <laughs> where they get scanned and then like completely scrutinized. It's Tyra like, didn't demand that Charlie D'Amelio like cut off all her hair and get it buzzed. Ty- right. Tyra didn't say really weird stuff about gender before making Charlie D'Amelio dress as a man. You know, like right. Tyra Banks has been right. saying really weird stuff to contestants of America's Next Top Model for many, many, many years. And this is like level zero on the Tyra Banks yeah. bonko scale. I said for one of the most famous teenagers in the entire world, ugh, she's so sweet, so humble. There's a sweetness. I thought you were going to be like, what's up, Tyra? I'm a TikTok star. No, you are so sweet and so humble. It's beautiful. So even when Tyra's trying to compliment her, people are like, you're weird. And it's like, yeah, yeah Tyra Banks is weird. <laughs> she's an ice cream business, <laughs> people. <laughs> Did you see Teresa got kicked off? Bye. No, I didn't because I don't see Dancing with the Stars news. Well, that's why I'm telling you. She flipped a table and she still got kicked off. Did you see what's her name's partner got COVID? And it's like, well, what happens now? It's Joseph Baena's, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. Oh, Joseph Baena's no. partner got COVID. Our favorite contestant. But I think Joseph is apparently pretty good. But again, I haven't seen the clips. I've just been reading that he's doing well. <laughs> no. What do you do? Ugh. Nightmare. Nightmare. 
Okay, let's move on to another nightmare. We're so obsessed with not being able to watch a show that we wouldn't watch anyways. There's something know, really deeply wrong about this. It's like you're not you don't actually want to watch this show. Desperate for again low stakes outrage. I need to be outraged, but I can't have like an existential crisis over whatever is making me outraged. <laughs> you also like can't solve the problem, which is easily solved. Okay, moving on. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, and Kimmy. You've probably gotten one million calls about this. But I just have to ask, who are the Try Guys? I woke up this morning and I saw this guy, I think his name is Ned, trending on Twitter and seeing Dumas posting about it. And I have no freaking idea who the Try Guys are. Am I living under a rock? Who are they? Can you please explain it? Thank you. Crunch Crunch. Also, Bobby, we went to the same high school, so Plum Coogs. Bye, y'all. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um... So there's recent news that Ned Fulmer, uh, YouTube channel Try Guy, cheated on his wife. And the funny thing about it is um, that his whole entire personality is I love my wife. Um, but there's some fun legal drama because Ned, wife I love my wife, Fulmer. She was engaged. From the Try um, Guys. On his wife. So, and got kicked out of the Try Guys. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Can we please have a Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I'm calling because I'm begging you guys to not talk about the Try Guys. I literally don't want to hear, see, or consume any more content on them or whoever's the cheater amongst them. All right, crunch, crunch. Really didn't want to talk about this, but we got so many calls that it seems unavoidable. I'm shocked. The entire internet was this. Like, I cannot tell you. And I feel like, yes, obviously, like, there's a little bit of a bubble scenario happening here. But Mm -hmm. if you open Twitter, people were making jokes on every level of this. Not even just jokes like, I know what's going on. Jokes like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm being exposed to this. And who are these people? And, like, am I supposed to know who they are? And also, like, when I do know who they are, it's like, I'm embarrassed that I still know who they are. I'm embarrassed (laughs) that, like, I've been following this long. You know, there's so many layers of this. It feels like... One of the rare kind of universal, I would say, Gen X and down kind of conversations that we've had online in a while, right? People who are extremely online and have been extremely online for the past decade 
which I think compromises a lot of people who listen to Who Weekly, have known about the Try Guys. But I think you have to be extremely online to know about the Try Guys because people were, because that was back in the day when everyone loved taking shots at BuzzFeed and making fun of all of their videos. And despite all of the people making fun of all of the BuzzFeed videos, guess what? Quinta Brunson is now one of the most like powerful and influential people on television with like the best show on network TV with Abbott Elementary. And the and Try, Guys Try Guys spun off from BuzzFeed <laughs> and made a successful YouTube empire on their very own. But we have to go backwards because I feel like people don't even know like what they're trying like what they are. This is funny. I worked at BuzzFeed. This was after my time. I wasn't there in the era of BuzzFeed video. Like mm -hmm. BuzzFeed video had just launched when I was there and then I left and then like it became kind of a monster. And it by a monster, I mean it had all these personalities like Matt Belisai, like Quinta, like the Try Guys, like all of these different The actual... one girl who was like, I'm a loner. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gabby Dunn, who has is, who is also parlayed uh, their BuzzFeed fame into like podcast it, empire, book empire. Totally, totally. So the Try Guys were, are, were, are, they are. They're still trying. They're, they're four trying. guys. They're trying that, all over the place. Their whole concept, the conceit of them, which was like very much people made fun of this. This was like, an this was a real YouTube trend. It was like trying things. The first video was they tried on Victoria's Secret underwear no it wasn't really the first one Ugh. shout out to madison malone kirshner whose new york times explainer of this began yeah. with the reminder that the first one was the try guys try on victoria's secret i can't think of anyone who's more qualified to explain this than madison yes okay so they tried on underwear and it went from there and they became kind of like popular niche but very popular online heart throbby guys that people really enjoyed it reminds me of college humor in it's like most peak days that kind of like fandom of a yeah you know online personality and i think the last time the try guys sort of moved away from the their little youtube niche into a little broader of a of a scope broader of a lens when we talked about them was when eugene eugene liang one of the oh, try guys yeah. came out as gay and he came out and it was a big deal. But he was also, when he came out, he was like, I've been out for a while. Like, I'm tech, I'm yes, out like to everyone, everyone who's knew. anyone. But now right. I'm going to, like, have an article written about it. Right, right, right. And that was big. And he and he, he was profiled and he, like, told his story. And I think it was a very, like, inspirational thing to a lot of people. And, like, a very nice story to come out of this thing that is very stupid, you know? So uh, that's the last time I remember mentioning the Try Guys on this show. But here's the thing. Back in the day, back in 2014, 2015, I was hate-watching practically every single BuzzFeed video that was published. <laughs> practically every single one. Were you really? Oh, every single one. I'd, I'd do it at lunch. Wow. I'd watch like I'd watch them at like 1.5x speed and like see what this one's up to, see what that one's up to, and just like seethe. Yeah. It was very much the era of like kind of that specific trope of YouTube video that was like, how do you even explain it? Like explainer but not like but personal essay also but as a video hyper specific identity videos identity videos for jewish girls like <laughs> eat sardines specific generals like i don't know how to explain it it's like twitter but on a video 13 things to know about gay men with a b12 deficiency yeah. you know like that's <laughs> what the internet was in 2015 it really 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 <laughs> was and i'd be like fuck you i don't want to know that click watch the whole thing <laughs> And you're like, oh, no, I have a B12 deficiency. <laughs> okay. 
So, so he was one the, of the try guys. Name the try guys. Can you name I know them, them all? Yes. I know Ned and Keith? Eugene. Keith, Keith Eugene, Eugene, Ned, Ned, and Zach. Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> to quote Marissa Tomei, my cousin Vinny, I am positive. Yes, Ned, Keith, Eugene, Zach. Keith is kind of like the tall one. He's the tall one who he's people giving you. me and say he gives Bobby. <laughs> he's giving you. He's giving you. Okay. Okay. So Keith is giving you. Um, Eugene is the one that came out. Uh, and he's also kind of just more kind of like iconic. He's a much, he's the them. most like, <laughs> I think he and God, I hate to talk about this. He and Keith are the most quote unquote likable people. in Or the like recognizable to me yes. as an outsider to this genre. And then you have Zach, which no one's ever heard of. And then you have literally <laughs> Ned, who I don't think that anyone who's not part of Try Guys like fandom knows who Ned Fulmer is. But these guys have created an entire industry around their real lives and personalities. Therefore, they have podcasts. They have wives who have podcasts. They have, they have wives books. who are in videos. They have family. You know, the, the, the whole world of them has been monetized around their four personalities. Therefore, like when you cheat on your wife, we'll get there. Like you're cheating on a coworker Allegedly. as well. Yes. <laughs> You cheat on your coworker with your other coworker too, because that's how complicated both things are going. So his coworkers. That's why when I saw this, I saw people saying like, "Wow, like now when you cheat, like you get fired from your job, like that's crazy. Snowflakes are crazy." And it's like, <laughs> "Babe, no, like read an article." You know what I mean? Because I think people saw this and said, "Wow, like cheating would get you fired. Like that's so nuts." Because like, yes, cheating on your partner is a very bad thing, but it's a morally bad thing, not like actually. Um, against yeah. the law or anything like that. So uh, you wouldn't get fired from your job if you were just like kind of a normal person with a normal job. Unless your entire life is your job. Right. And also it really does seem like there's some sort of internal code of conduct that was violated. Although we don't know details. We won't know details for a while until they release like a more extensive statement. But like when, when your job is to be this revealing and vulnerable uh, practically daily... I think that the rules are different. The rules are infuriating. I want no part in these rules. I think it <laughs> must be a nightmare to be part of the Try Guys, um, let alone part of the Try Guys universe. Right. I but, also think, like, it says he was fired, but, like, did he quit? Did he excuse himself? Did he he doesn't want to be a part right. of this. He, don't want, he doesn't want to comment on so it. They, he doesn't want to deal with this. With yeah. Or he's maybe he's taking a break. Like, again, like, we don't really know. It wasn't clear to me what the actual, like the the wording and the truth was of what's happening it's like i'm stepping away right okay like you're stepping away so now right. back to the story so what happened was a bunch of people on reddit saw uh <laughs> and like ned. everywhere saw ned and one of the producers editors who was she producers slash stars of stars. a try guys spinoff called the food babies not the and food babies. The food babies. And so the food babies, one of the food babies is <laughs> Alex. I'm already so mad. Okay. It's awful. So he was spotted kissing one of the food babies in multiple locations, including the Harry Styles concert. You know, just chock full of thousands and thousands of people who know who the Try Guys are. How mm -hmm. dumb are you? That's like me going to a podcast convention and being like, I'm going to just do coke in front of here and hope that no one knows who I am. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like dangling a little baggie and going, right. crunch, crunch, sniff, I'm gonna sniff. I'm going to sit in the middle of the street in Brooklyn, New York and be like, I hope no one sees that I'm doing this. And it's like, <laughs> that's just like your demographic, babe. Wow. Like, what are you doing? 
Lindsay went to Doris and did coke and said, wow, I'm really surprised that another that podcaster saw me do coke. <laughs> like tweeted this. Okay. I so got 30 go to- calls about seeing Lindsay doing coke at Doris. Okay. So here's the thing about Ned though, which is the important thing. I don't, I don't want to act, oh, whatever. So Ned's big character trait on the thing is that oh, he has this wife named wife. Ariel. Right. Is loving See, his wife. The other, that's the other problem here. Which adds like, a little element of irony here. There's a lot of wife when you put a lot of your life online and you tape stuff or your life and your wife, there's gonna be irony when you cheat on her. Like there's just it's just unavoidable. When you say, like, I love my wife, that's part of my brand, like that's gonna be a problem. They got an architectural digest open door tour. Who are no, the people who have gotten open door tours of the tribe? Oh, for guys? their okay, but for their Ned office. and No, Ned and Ariel got an open door <gasps> tour on the regular, just the two of them. Then of they got an office tour house? after they split. Yeah. They get an office tour during the pandemic. Like, occasionally the Try Guys, we talked about their office tour on the Patreon. Like, occasionally they veer into popular broader culture. popular culture. They do. Right. Because they get a lot of media for being who they are. Because the thing is, I kind of thought that they fell off in terms of views. And maybe they had a small, like, decrease in viewership. But, like, they're still prolific. They post all the time, right? And all of their videos that I'm looking at get a good number of views. Like, they're, they're, they appear to be making a lot of money off of this still. They have a lot of employees, including this woman, Alex, who Ned... The thing is, I almost still feel like we have to say allegedly because he, ad- he admits to wrongdoing, but he never names her. Uh-huh. And also, I don't believe that this actually happened. I've simply... I've, I've changed my tune. I don't believe that this actually happened. Wait, and I think we're what being happened? played. I think no, we're being played. And I know it. we texted about this last night stop and I know you don't believe it. me. And here's why I think that this is that this is fake. Okay. It got so much attention so quickly. These notes app apologies were ready in two seconds. The st- the Reddit threads went viral on the morning of what? The twenty seventh? And then suddenly they had statements. But they're plugged in. They that this is what they're born to do is respond <sighs> to things. They don't have like layers of publicists they're like this is their thing you think this is fake i think we are being played and i think this is the try guys try a cheating scandal no and i think this is so but they don't do, they don't try things like this they try like new fruit Lindsay, guess what they just did they just launched a, a food network show it's called no recipe road trip with the try guys okay ned went to a harry styles concert and a very crowded bar and openly made out with this woman and when when someone sent the photos of him making out with a person in public, Alex allegedly, they sent the photos to Alex's longtime fiance. She's been with this guy for over ten years. Sent the photos to him and then posted the entire conversation between them and the fiance, being like, "I saw these photos of what I think is your girlfriend making out with who I think is Ned at this thing." Like, there's so much here that feels like it, it's too transparent. I don't know. I think the easiest answer is the answer. I, know, I understand what you're saying. It feels very like Shane Dawson, like, oh, we're like, we're f- it's, a f- mm-hmm. it's a trick. It's learning a lesson. But it's really embarrassing. This, I mean, they until they reveal it, which I don't think will be ever, it's really like cruel and embarrassing to like his wife, like Ariel, and also to Al, you know, it's, it's, it's mean to people, right? I would agree that this kind of deception would be cruel to the women involved if it weren't the Try Guys. You know, like... I would agree that that would be cruel to two women who weren't part of the club. But all of the people involved in this situation, the Try Guys, Ariel, and Alex, 
are all part of the Try Guys community. They're all in the business of creating content for this group. So it's like, it's truly what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And that's why I'm skeptical. They're all sort of in on it. I'm just like, I'm probably wrong, but I can't help but feel suspicious. Like they're all working together for this mutual goal of when you are attention. Fucking, you're I think that these are exactly the types. These are the types of people who do this shit. The thing that made me suddenly, because I'm sure that people have thought this since this happened, like the Try Guys Tries cheating scandal. This isn't like a novel observation, but this photo that Page Six published of Ned and Ariel out in Los Angeles, I'm quoting them after his cheating scandal, being popped. And it says the YouTuber 35 and his spouse 36 were photographed walking side by side as they left a house in Los Angeles. Despite seemingly being in good spirits, there were no public displays of affection. This is like, when I saw this photo, I was like, this is exactly what they want. We are being played. They're about to get like a whole new generation of followers. I'm on record with not believing this. Like I, I, I think it's, I think it's straightforward. Like you think it's a conspiracy and I think it's straightforward. They tweeted, the tripod will be taking a week off and returning next week on October 6th. We want to take some time to formulate our thoughts before recording the episode. Thanks for being patient. October 6th, set your calendars. They're going to reveal this as a big fucking scam. Well, I mean, you're not the only one who thought this. Literally in the, in the subreddit is like jokes like this where they're like, for, they're forecasting the try guys try infidelity. But like mm -hmm. they're joking and you're serious. I'm serious. God. It's so funny that there's literally a photo of him pointing at his wedding ring being like, I'm married. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I just think have that you're, made... I think you're underestimating one, how dumb men are. <laughs> sorry. And how kind of like this just, this happens no matter what your, the boldness, the brashness, just like the way that it's like everything goes out the window. I'm a serious. man thinking he can get away with anything. Yeah. yeah. I, I understand that. I understand that. And like how, how many stories and how many times has it happened in the past when like a man has cheated on his spouse with his coworker? Like that's, that's the oldest story in the oldest book. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you're literally not looking at like the Shakespeare of it all. And you're like trying to think of some other weird, crazy thing. I'm looking at it. I just think that. Uh, okay, I'm the, glad you added a twist to this. The thing is, the thing is, twist. The the reason I'm so convinced of this twist isn't because I don't necessarily believe that men cheat. Obviously, men cheat. Like this is yeah, like had you look three at this guy. Cheating easy. stories in the past three weeks. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But like the speed is the craziest part. It just seems like all of these statements were locked and loaded. Like they anticipated all of this happening. Because they planned it. So the Try Guys statement, let me read it, is Ned Fulmer, which by the way, the name is really killing me on every level. It's just that his name is Ned Fulmer, is no longer working with the Try Guys. As a result of a thorough internal review, we do not see a path forward together. We thank you for your support as we navigate this change. Weird statement. Feels very Weird. much like, like uh, what is this? Like, uh, you know, trying to think of a big company. <laughs> it feels like very, it's giving big company. And then Ned's statement was, Family should have always been my priority, but I lost focus and had a consensual workplace relationship. I That's such a weird statement. I'm sorry for any pain that my actions have caused to the guys and to the fans, but mostly of all, most of all to Ariel. The first thing that matters right now is my marriage and my children, and that's where I'm going to focus my attention. Forgot he had kids. That's my addition. I forgot he had kids. Ariel releases a statement too. Thanks to everyone who has reached out to me. It means a lot. Nothing is more important to me and Ned than our family. And we all request right now that you respect our privacy for the sake of our kids. Like, leave me alone. She's saying leave me alone. Again, I'm being really stupid. I think you are. 
I think it is crazy that they release statements this quickly. No one does this. No one releases the statements this quickly. Yeah, but there's lots of like little things like it's like the other the other food baby unfollowed the food baby that was caught up in this on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like there's just like a lot of things. I don't know. I'm just saying. No, yeah. I just think that they know exactly what they're doing. And if this is revealed to be a scam, I will not be surprised. But at the same time. No, you'll fucking shove it in my face. But I don't cheat. think it's a scam. I don't think it's a scam. So people were obviously pulling up all these like funny moments where it like alludes to this or just kind of makes it more like the Mm -hmm. irony more strong. Like this woman, Megan Ranks, who is a YouTuber, did a video with him called Dating a Married Guy with Ned Fulmer. And it's like, (laughs) and then they were spotted. They were popped. The paparazzi got called and had to identify this man and his wife. That's what's Mm -hmm. funny to me is the paparazzi were called and they were like, Wait, who are we photographing? <laughs> Despite being in good spirits, there was no public displays of affection. <laughs> what are they going to stand in front of the house and kiss like a uh, what's his face? Oh, my God. Remember when what's his face was caught cheating with Lily James and then stood in front of his 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 weird castle house in England and kissed his wife? Dominic West. Yes. They kissed for the paparazzi. They were like, we are in love. And then they were like. Can you remember what the note castle. said when they put the note in front of her old castle? And it was it like, said, leave us alone, bitch, or whatever. It <laughs> what said, our marriage is strong, and we're very much still together. Thank you, Catherine and Dominic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and now all the former BuzzFeed people are like, because <laughs> they already hate BuzzFeed. You know, it's like already, you know, just piling on. Like, they're like, the funniest response is Quinta tweeted a video of Oprah and said, all I know is dot, dot, dot. That there's a new episode of Abbott Elementary tomorrow night, which is funny. <laughs> she knows how to game the she's system. The, That's funny. Yeah, she's the, you know, BuzzFeed is lucky they, they produced her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so now we have our places. I think we're being conned. Lindsay thinks that this is just the classic story. Yeah. I'm, but I'm interested, you know, I'm interested in the in what the future holds. I feel, I feel very, I have I a lot of whiplash con- from the other day. I just don't, you don't trust, trust contest, content to creators. Content creators. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust content creators to tell me the you truth. You don't trust content creators. No, yeah, I don't. There's a there. It's interesting. Yeah, you, when you're in the business of fooling, this it's giving Jake Paul. It's giving Logan Paul. You know that exactly. kind of like bait and switch. Remember when he fake married Tana Mojo? I mean, he married her, but they really, you know, it yeah. was kind of fake. Next call. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. <laughs> Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, might? Uh, 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 uh. You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So 
Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low-dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I just saw a TMZ story reporting that uh, SNL, former SNL cast member Chris Redd is dating uh, SNL goat Keenan Thompson's ex-wife. Um, what's going on? Uh, sorry, my, my cat's also crying about this in the background. I'm disturbed. Please help. Ah. Crunch, crunch. The cup of ice. What is going on here? <laughs> this is like kind of cool scandalous. It's like a good scandal. It goes, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> it's it's extremely like, wait, what? Wait, what? Every year there's like the new like guillotine where Lauren Michaels like reveals who won and who stays at Saturday Night Live and like who's new. They did the new Saturday Night Live cast announcement and among that list of newbies and losers and people who are staying was the news that Chris Redd was leaving. He's their main like impersonator at this point, right? He's the number one impersonator that they had up until now, right? He's the impersonator guy. And now he's gone. And so that gets its own headline and it's like, okay, but then he's doing... You know, he's doing a stand-up special. He's doing some Audible show. Like, Chris Redd is very busy. He's booked and busy, so don't worry about Chris Redd. Then, a week later, here's this headline in page six. Kenan Thompson's estranged wife dating his former SNL co-star, Chris Redd. And not only is he now dating Kenan's estranged wife, he and Kenan used to play brothers on Kenan's short-lived NBC sitcom, I was gonna Kenan. say that! Like these guys were friends. So then let's let's start with the conspiracy theory and then go to what is actually on record. The conspiracy theory is that Chris Red started dating Keenan Thompson's estranged wife. Keenan Thompson got mad and said, Lorne, fire this man. And because Keenan Thompson is like the crown jewel of Saturday Night Live at this point, has been on forever, and every single person loves him, 
Lorne Michaels said, okay, Keenan, I'll fire this guy because you have been scorned. But they say that's not true. They say they're friends and that everything's okay. Now, of course they, oh, they say that's not true, Bobby. They say it's not true. There's, I'm sorry. You, you, to get a divorce from your wife and she starts dating your friend is not going to be good feelings. Like maybe mm-hmm. you die and your wife starts dating your friends. That's like, okay, feelings. You're dead. Yeah. But when you're still alive, no, 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 no. And also I think I feel very sus about Keenan kind of extending his stay on SNL after he said he was leaving feels a little bit like what's going on there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it does feel a little weird. Because he was like, I'm leaving. And then he was like, never mind, I'm staying. And then Chris Red getting kicked off the best gig of his life not being there that long and being such a crucial part of the show and didn't so many people leave SNL this season Lauren is not like just kicking off kick Chris Red or, or having him leave like without a fight so this something must have happened and Keenan was like it's me or him and like it's not gonna be him you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the actual statement of him leaving as reported by David Scott in the New York Times he said being part of SNL has been the experience of a lifetime. Five years ago, I walked into 30 Rock knowing that this was an amazing opportunity for growth. Now with friends who have become family and memories I will cherish forever. I'm grateful to Lorne Michaels and the entire SNL organization from the bottom of my heart. I can't thank you enough. This doesn't say, which is very typical, it doesn't say if he was fired or if he quit. Mm. And this is not like Keenan was married to this woman for a really long time. They have kids. This isn't just like... Oh, random girl. It's yeah. like his ex-wife in a very specific way. But I also want to go back to what you were saying about a lot of people leaving. The other people who left and announced their departures months ago were big guys. We got Kate McKinnon, A.D. Bryant, Pete Davidson, and Kyle Mooney. All of them are gone. Yeah, and huge exits for the show. Like, everyone's kind of like, what's going to happen, you know? Yes. We lost Melissa Villasenor, Alex Moffat, and Aristotle Atari as well. So it's sort of like maybe Chris Red was just like, I lost my buddies. I lost the coworkers I like working uh, with. I lost my vibe. Like that would, I no, would believe that no. fully wholeheartedly, if not for no. this, this story. You don't leave a show because your friends left. You, that's money in your pocket. That's fame. You're on the, you're on the, you're on the TV every week. You don't leave because your buds left. That's crazy. I'm sorry. Like just no. But it's just funny that there's been this press. Chris and Christina Evangeline are dating. The two know each other through SNL since Chris worked with her ex, Keenan Thompson. <laughs> they started dating after Keenan and Christina split. No. That, that Whether or not the timing is correct, I'm not saying anyone cheated or anything, but it just, it's, ugh, it's icky. I think it's worth going through the timeline really quickly. The timeline is a little strange, but I think what's stranger is the order of the announcements. So like... Keenan announced his split from Christina Evangeline, his estranged wife, in April of this year, right? TMZ reported on this. In that, it makes no mention of the fact that, like, they've been living apart for a while or they've been, like, quote-unquote separated for a while. It just says, you know, they're splitting. That's the end of it. Blah, 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 blah. That's where it ends. Then, around that time, SNL stars announce that they're leaving that happens in like may of 2022 it's not until this past week that chris red said i'm leaving snl and then we get the detail that he is dating keenan's ex and then we get the extra detail that keenan and his ex have been split for a while now sort of low key the other sort of complicating detail is that according to this timeline keenan and chris worked on that show in 2021, post the alleged split, which apparently happened in 2019, like the details are confusing, but like 
The fact that this timeline is all over the place makes me scratch my head. I don't know what to think. It's not like this Ned story where I'm like, they're lying, they're lying. This is like, it all feels so deliberate in a way that I can't quite parse. I just wouldn't have any thoughts about this unless the Chris Red leaving SNL thing happened because that's what makes it kind of spicy and dramatic. Spicy. And if anyone could convince Lauren Michaels to do anything, it's Keenan Thompson. And of course, TMZ, who are definitely in bed with Lauren Michaels, have a report and they say, our sources say that's far from the truth, which is that Chris chose to leave because of a handful of upcoming projects, including a stand-up special for HBO Max, you can do that while you're on SNL, and an Audible project with Lauren Michaels. With Lauren Michaels. So the the gift of here's a thing for you to do after you leave SNL from Lauren Michaels is remains a legacy, but also it feels like these things are not big enough to leave SNL for. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And also like, I don't know, it just feels like it's not his time to leave. Yeah. They could use him. He's very funny. Let's move on to the next call. Oh, my God. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, Grayson Champs, who went viral as a child for singing paparazzi, um, now a queer artist, singer, songwriter, um, is finally speaking out against Ellen on how he feels mistreated and manipulated by her. And I think it left a lot of um, mental repercussions on his life. Um, I would just like to know, actually, just disregard this. I feel like it's not a good call. Love you. <laughs> no, it is a good call. We're not call. disregarding. It's <laughs> We're not disregarding. The way this person lost interest mid-call is like really very much indicative of half our calls. <laughs> But you, hey, this is the thing. And then it's like, okay, well, actually, that wasn't interesting after <laughs> I said it. Sorry, bye. This is actually very interesting, and I'm very surprised that the caller lost interest halfway through. Do you know what I found so interesting about this? When I went to watch the original TikTok where he starts talking about the article that he – the interview that he did, right? This Rolling Stone – Rolling Stone? No, Rolling Stone interview. The comments – You'd think everyone's anti-Ellen, they'd be Team Grayson. We're mm-hmm. all like, this is what you get. Like, she was just like, you were doing business. Like, you can't expect to be coddled. It was weird. It was like, mm-hmm. weirdly like, anti-him. I was so shocked. You I was should shocked. have known, 12-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was kind of weird. It was like, that's how the business works. And it's like, what? Like, he was quite clear about all of the aspects of, like, kind of what went sour here. It's just so fascinating to me that, like... I thought we were, are we out of our anti-Ellen era? Are people like missing Ellen DeGeneres? Like what's going on here? What happened here? Grace and Chance was the little kid who sang paparazzi on Ellen DeGeneres and kind of launched her entire thing with viral kids. Like I swear to God. I mean, this was the beginning. And, and actually I would argue that he made her kind of famous for a niche that would keep her TV show very popular for a long time which was this kind of like bringing on viral kids and viral adults onto the show and kind of like giving them a big check for $10 or whatever. The other viral kids that I was thinking of were Sophia Grace and of Rosie. Best but they were, the year, they were a year later. No, he was the beginning. Yeah. He was the beginning, I think. And she had him on. You can play this, the performance here. It was actually iconic. Oh, 
And then almost in this weird way, instead of letting him like get signed by normal like record labels. Which he would have been signed. (laughs) Which he would have been. She said, well, now that I've exposed you, you're mine. And now I'm going to sign you to a record label that I'm going to launch, even though I don't have experience running a record label. I mean, not that... (laughs) You necessarily need one, but whatever. It's never stopped and, celebrity before. Not having experience is, right. if anything, a benefit to celebrities. They're like, cool, a new thing. <laughs> it was under Interscope. So technically you have this like overhead that's like, you know, m- the main kind of backing of your of your boutique mm-hmm. record label or whatever. And she said, you're now mine and I'm going to like, I'm going to control your career. And then in this piece, he says, I mean, this is the most fascinating stuff I have to say. Rolling so, Stone interview. She co-creates 1111, a record label that was distributed by Interscope, Geffen, A&M Records, signed him as her first act. It was her choice, as Variety put it, at out the Bieber. So that's truly the, the main thing here was everybody was trying to launch the next Justin Bieber, and she thought she could do that with grace and chance, and mm-hmm. then made his life a living hell. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it wasn't just manipulating... The kid. It was manipulating the kid's his parents, parents so that the parents would also assist in the manipulation. And the parents, I think, with good reason, were like, wait, if Ellen gives you her sign of approval, you're going to be a superstar. And I think it's not crazy for them to believe them. Right. And I think she was also frustrated that it didn't just happen. Like, I'm yes. Ellen. Okay, listen to this. I want to read some of this. Because yeah, I feel it. like this. Okay, so. On another occasion, I just want to remind you, he's 12 or 13 years old. 12 years old or 13 years old. Just just to be clear. On another occasion, Chance had performed in Cleveland, the third of a five consecutive stop opening for Miranda Cosgrove on tour. 12 years old again. Opening for Miranda Cosgrove on tour. Huge deal and a huge, like, hard to do. Mm-hmm. And DeGeneres back in L.A. had gotten an advanced copy of Justin Bieber's Never Say Never documentary. Um, side note, I saw that in theaters. She wanted Chance to watch it, but Chance said he was exhausted from touring and didn't make viewing it a top priority. DeGeneres then called Chance's mom. I'll never forget this, Chance says. I remember hearing on the other side of the phone just yelling and beratement. What type of mother are you? Do you realize that I went out of my way to get this for you and you can't just sit down and watch it? People forgot how old he was. Ellen was not very happy that he hadn't watched it because she thought it was important for it to guide his career based on what Justin was doing, says Chance's mother, Lisa. I don't remember exactly what she said, but she was berating. Then Grayson says, DeGeneres asked to speak to the singer. Quote, disappointed isn't even remotely what I'm feeling right now, Grayson remembers her saying. It was clear that, okay, I'm a pawn in your game. So I watched the movie. And then it says in parentheses, through a rep, DeGeneres declined to comment on Rolling Stone's detailed list of questions about Chance's allegations. <laughs> But just to me, that's so specific. He's not even giving these vague, broad strokes of emotional abuse. He's giving mm-hmm. these specific scenarios that you can imagine. When Ellen yelled at me and my mom. <laughs> uh, when Ellen said, how dare you not watch this copy of the Justin Bieber documentary that I had provided to you? That I got early. and uh, How hard you, was it to get the fucking documentary? If you're Ellen, get it's easy to get anything. Get Ellen could get... Here. Ellen could get, like, Dune 2 right now. You know, like, Ellen could get whatever she wanted. It's it's very Devil Wears Prada. She could get the next book of Harry Potter. I was just thinking that. I was Harry trying Potter. not to mention it. Oh, my God. I was just thinking that. Oh, that's the They're bound example. so they wouldn't look like manuscripts. So here's the thing about that movie, which is, I think, sort of, the Rolling Stone piece doesn't unpack that documentary. The point of her, I assume, wanting Grayson to watch that documentary is, again, to manipulate him into thinking, this could all be yours. You know, like, look at what he did. You can do this, too. 
you will do this. But like there's a way to inspire without like harassment, right? Like yes. I guess she's like she was trying to inspire, but instead she just harassed this poor 12 year old and his mom, you know? Isn't that sort of the idea behind all of the allegations against Ellen? She inspired I mean, via harassment, harassing her staff, <laughs> harassing, you know, like, like it, right. there was no, there was no easy inspiration happening on the Ellen show. If you believe all these sources, it was all happening with this like undercurrent of harassment. It's just interesting because like Justin Bieber was like inspired and kind of molded a little bit by Usher who kind of like mm -hmm. brought him into the fold. And like, I would argue like that's a good example of what this but was. But took him Usher under his wing and Usher, Usher was wasn't a child trying star. to mold. Right. <laughs> Usher wasn't trying to kind of put him in a box like this says like the tv host completely abandoned him so this is after his music started to underperform i guess in 2012 and his mm -hmm. chance says degenerous disappeared the once controlling savior who chance said had promised him and his family the world had completely removed after it tanked he said the tv host completely abandoned him interscope soon dropped him and key people on his team including his agent publicist and management disappeared chance says he tried calling degenerous and never heard back again he's about 14 Awful. now or something like 15 he's still like literally a kid and she's like bye bye bitch you know that is i think one of the more reprehensible things about it where it's like you made him bow to you and do your bidding and the moment he actually needs help if it's on his terms you refuse this is fascinating though did you know that on her label she signed jessica simpson Ugh. okay she signed charlie. jennifer hudson uh no 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 savannah robinson don't know who that is charlie, charlie Puth. Yeah. Booth yeah. is no longer a part of the label. I, I wonder why. The label doesn't exist anymore. So, I mean, it was really, it was a vanity label, as most labels started by artists or other creatives are. But, like, you kind of put yourself on the line for them. That's kind of the whole point, is that you, you know, you rep them, right? Wasn't yeah. Gaga on, Gaga was on Akon's label via maybe to begin Interscope. With, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Convict Records. It's, but I loved this, um... This headline after the Grayson interview <laughs> went up on Rolling Stone. This is from Daily Mail. Ella DeGeneres yeah. looks jovial on lunch outing with wife Portia de Rossi and a pal in Santa Barbara, dot, 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 after protege Grayson Chance doubled down on claims she manipulated and completely abandoned him. It's like, wow, she ruined someone's life and is walking around happily. How dare she? Also, the other thing about this that I think is really kind of upsetting to me is that... Ugh, he wasn't out. He was 12. But this is a young gay kid going on a the most famous gay celebrities talk show and getting completely not supported by them. No, you're <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? And it just feels so even just adding more to it. Like, it's not OK in the first place. But like, he definitely wasn't out. Like you would say, it adds injury to insult. <laughs> it adds injury to insult. Which one is it? It's insult to injury. But it's the Thank truth. You. I hadn't even thought about that. No, but you're it's totally right. Like, I bet it completely fucked with his sense, like his identity and his perception of powerful gay people. He's like, oh, the most famous gay person fucked yeah. with me. Yeah. It just it's is really, so really sad. sad. And it's now he's on, sad. he's got a, still got a music career. He's still like working on music. He's big on TikTok. I always see him like doing stuff and talking and he seems to have a community and people who like, like him and, and whatever. I'm just saying he didn't come out with this until he didn't just come out with this out of the blue. He's been, well, a new album just came out the day that oh. this interview was released. Okay, so that was part of it. He's promoting an album, but like still, I, I don't, I don't think it's not worth being cynical about this. Like this is a story he hasn't told. <sighs> yeah. Time it to this thing. Fine. Drag or drag her ass. I more meant, I guess he's kind of built himself back up 
in a way that it feels like this is not necessarily like just out of the blue I'm coming mm -hmm. back and saying this but if he releases an album that is a little bit like all right well that's good to know that's interesting to know this article came out today on Rolling Stone and if you can see the headline it says that I'm finally ready to talk about Ellen it also says that the singer opens up for the first time about how he's never met someone more manipulative, more self-centered, and more blatantly opportunistic than her. <sighs> and I stand behind all of it. You know, I've been wanting to tell this story now for multiple years and was repeatedly told not to. Um, but the truth is, is what you saw on TV and, and what was sort of pitched out, you know, to the mainstream just wasn't what was happening behind the scenes. And I think now that I'm 25 and I'm older, I can recognize that what happened to me as a kid was not cool, it was not okay. And I've had to wrestle with so much of that PTSD and so much of that trauma as I've been growing up as a musician and as I've been fighting in the industry um, to continue to make music and to still do this. Um, okay. <laughs> um, when will Charlie Puth weigh in? He's also on TikTok. Hmm? <laughs> Charlie? Charlie Puth is too busy taking thirst traps to chime in on anything. Charlie Puth is too busy being like, you think that note sounds good? What about this note? <laughs> Charlie, um, what is this waterfall? What note is this waterfall? What key is this waterfall in? Charlie Puth's butt. Did you see Charlie Puth's butt? Did you see his butt? No. No one sent when me. When he posted oh, butt. I'm sorry. That was no crazy. one sent me his butt? Wait, are you kidding? It's It was like literally the number one topic of convo for like a whole day was Charlie Puth no posting one... butt. Go on when? his Instagram. Oh my his god! Full ass. Wait, no, where? He. Don't make me search Charlie Puth butt. When did he post his butt? I'm post. Hold on, I got I've seen a lot Charlie of these photos. Puth, I have search, not seen his butt. Search Charlie Puth butt, Charlie and you'll Puth get the first butt. article is theblast.com. Charlie Puth's bare butt takes a swing. Fans can't stop wagging their tongues. Oh, the the version that it that it premieres, the version that it displays on on Google is Charlie Puth's bare butt takes a swing. Fans are drooling. Okay. Wait, oh scroll, my God. Scroll, scroll, the tweet scroll, is scroll, so scroll. good. <laughs> Wait, you're gonna Where's die. You have to click the tweet. Where, click the tweet. Oh, there's his butt. Click the tweet. He's on a swing. That's cute. <laughs> are you cute zooming? Photo. Wait, did you yeah. zoom? Oh, well, of course. I did my, you know, I have my little trackpad. I don't use a mouse. I use one of those big wireless trackpads. I did the little multi-touch, like, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> zoom, zoom, zoom. I'm, zo I'm zooming. I'm it's zoom. hard to zoom. It's hard to zoom. You need the trackpad because then you can zoom really easily. Okay, well, there's his butt. It's just him on a swing naked and his butt's there. And the caption is, Friday. <laughs> he's so funny. God, he's so, like, he's so funny. Charlie Puth so is funny. so funny. Okay, but also he has not made a good song since Voice <laughs> Me Notes. Me singing so Charlie like, Puth in a bar. You're so funny. <laughs> I mean, has he made a good song since Voice Notes, though? Light switch rules. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Never forget, I was assigned to to review Voice Notes for, what, Spin or something? Because people thought it was going to be bad. And it was like, oh, Bobby will write a funny review of this. And I was like, oh, no, was I really good. like it. <laughs> Everyone liked it. Everyone likes Voice Notes. It's so good. It's so All right. All good. right, whatever. His song with Boys to Men is like a fucking stunner. What's that one called? The one with Boys to Men? Ugh. Okay. If you leave yeah, me okay. now. The I harmonizing. Want... Okay, get out of here. Friday. <laughs> Friday. You see this man's butt once and now you're just like, again, you're drooling just as the blast intended. I'm sorry for 
suddenly pivoting from Grace and Chance's Ellen DeGeneres related trauma simply because I saw Charlie Puth's ass. But like, <laughs> that's Lindsay's fault. Lindsay fucked me over. I set you up. Getting me to change the subject by sending me Charlie Puth's ass in a tweet. I didn't. I didn't. Cursed I recent did. tweets. Ned Fulmer pointing at his wedding ring and then Charlie Puth's ass. Those are the most two recent texts from you okay, to me. Okay, can we just move on, please? Thank you. Yeah, let's just do let's just do the rapid fire, right? Yeah, I think there's a lot going on here. Friday, <laughs> it is Friday. Friday. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I am here with my fiance. We're watching Reboot, the new Hulu show. Um, and he is, how old are you? You're 37? Yeah. He's 37. I'm 31. And we have a big generational divide about whether or not Paul Reiser is a who or a them. I say who. I've never seen Mad About You. He actually was just talking about him the other day for whatever random reason. He says he's an obvious them. Um, so uh, please let us know. All right. Love the show. Crunch, crunch. Uh, live and love you to laptop. Bye. Paul Reiser, who are them? This is fucking me up. Why is everybody talking about Paul Reiser? <laughs> He's having a riser sans. He's. Oh, my God. Paul Reiser things. is having a riser sans. He's he, in I reboot. think he might be. What else? He's Paul Reiser. He's Paul Reiser. He just had his Spectrum original, Mad About You, Mad About You too. Yeah, I know. I see the poster every day in the subway. He's in Reboot. He's in The Boys. The Mad About You pre-pandemic poster spectrum advertisement in the, what is, where is the, Clinton Washington subway the Clinton stop, Washington. Lafayette. Stop. Clinton Washington. Lafayette, in a, yeah. I know exactly where it is. Whenever I pass it, it's like 11-11. I'm like, good, <laughs> good luck. I like kiss it for luck, you know? It's still there. It's still it there. It is still there. If it ever leaves, I will be so devastated. But like, so don't tell the subway that they have this poster still there. Don't tell the subway. Um, the show's he's also... been aired and canceled since then. And oh, we yeah. had a pandemic. Also, no one watched it because it was on Spectrum only. Um, so Beverly Hills Cop, that's coming back. They're making a new Beverly Hills Cop movie. He was in the original one, iconically. Oh, he so he's in that. I didn't yes. know that. Like, the Paul Reiser sense is in mid-swing. We've got Stranger Things as the Doctor, that who's back. He's been in Stranger Things for a while, but like he's back. Reboot, which we talked about on the Spotify sh- live show that we do about television. He has a big role in that. He's in The Boys, which everyone seems to love. He's like back, but he also never really stopped. Okay. But is he a who or them? That's the question. I think I... one, two, three, them. Who? <laughs> you think people know who Paul Warren? I will say, actually, being... Paul Reiser, famous in the 90s, big TV show, and then also being in Stranger Things. I, okay, maybe he's a them. Because, like, that's enough to be – that's, like, mass media at this point, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. If yeah. Stranger Things – if Gen Z is watching it with people who are older, they're like, oh, Paul Reiser. And they're like, that's oh, the why classic, do I need to know who that guy is? That's, like, the closest thing we have to mass media, unfortunately, is, like, Stranger, yeah, Stranger Things. Things. And, like, yeah. the That's Super the monoculture. Bowl. Okay. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy, uh, medium-time listener, first-time caller. I was hoping um, you could list from who to them the people that I saw 
at Polo Bar tonight. Okay, it's Jen Garner, the food god, Jonathan Chevin, Molly Sims, Greta Gerwig, Nick Jonas, Clive Davis, John Hamm, and Fran Lebowitz. Okay, thank you so much. Love you. Um, Crunch Crunch. Tim Tebow lesbian. Live in La Vida laptop. Bye. Okay, this is a first. <laughs> this is a first. People that this caller ran into in one night. In one night saw this many celebrities. Okay, so this person went to Polo Bar. Is this in New York? New York? Yeah, it's Midtown in New York. Okay, great. So you went to a bar. There probably was a party for something. It seems like this is too many celebs. Yeah, it's like a right Ralph Lauren bar. Yeah. These are all the celebs this person saw in one night, and she wants them to rank us, wants to rank them from who to them. This is a new one, I will say, in terms of de- a demand. Oh, yeah. Jen Garner, The Food God, Molly Sims, Greta Gerwig, Nick Jonas, Clive Davis, John Hamm, and Fran Lebowitz. Okay, are we going from them to who or who to them? Them I to think who we're going is probably from who to them. Okay, who to them? Who we is food god always. Food god for sure. Food god, the lowest of the lowest of the low. All right. Then we have, I would argue. I'm not sure if it's going Molly to be Molly Sims. Sims or Nick Jonas. Molly Sims. Definitely Molly Sims. Then I would say Nick Jonas. I think it goes food god, Molly Sims, Nick Jonas, Greta Gerwig. I think Buck, Fran Nick- Lebowitz. I miss I Fran think, Lebowitz. I think Fran is below both of them. Fran is kind of a a local Too celeb niche. in this weird way. The food god, Fran Lebowitz, Molly Sims, Nick Jonas. I think. <laughs> Sorry, Fran, but also who cares? I think Greta and Nick are also kind of same. Then John Hamm, then Clive Davis, then Jen Garner. Well, see, I was willing to put Clive Davis below John Hamm simply because he's just been around for so long that it's sort of like maybe he's waffling in them dumb. You know, like mm. he's very vintage. Them, he's a very I mean, he's iconic about to be and influential. Them, the star in the Whitney Houston biopic. Somebody, he's 150 you know years old. Who's playing him? Stanley Tucci. It's Stanley Tucci. Yeah. That the thing about that trailer, the Whitney Houston trailer, it yeah. looks good. No. Am I crazy or is does it look yes. good? No. <laughs> I think you it asked. Good. You're asking questions. I'm answering them. Yes, you. Yes, you are crazy. No, it doesn't look good. It's directed by Cassie Lemons. She's iconic. It's written by the people who did Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to go. Let me start this over again. The Food God, Fran Lebowitz, Mo- <laughs> Molly Sims, <laughs> Nick Jonas. Wait, can you stop? Imagine yeah. Fran Lebowitz. Imagine the Food God somehow getting trapped in conversation with Fran Lebowitz. Like, how would that go? In the 70s, you couldn't just eat and be a celebrity. In the 70s, you had to cook and be a celebrity. That's the difference. <laughs> Okay. Okay, so we go Food God, Fran Lebowitz, (laughs) Molly Sims, Nick Jonas, Greta Gerwig, Clive Davis. I'm going to put Clive. I'm sorry. Can I put Clive Davis below John Hamm and Jennifer Garner? I I guess if you feel like you want to do that. Clive Davis, John Hamm, Jennifer. You're putting John Hamm above Clive Davis. Yes. Currently, John Hamm is more famous. Uh People don't even know Clive Davis is still alive. I didn't. He is still alive. I thought he was long dead. Uh-huh. I thought he was long dead. Uh-huh. I gotta say, though, Stanley Tucci is great casting. That's good. <laughs> it is good. It is good. 
It is good. That's really bald good. Gu- bald guy playing bald guy. I like that. Mm-hmm. Iconic bald guy. Okay. Okay. Let's just end this here. Jennifer Garner is the themiest. We're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, our weekly call-in show. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, Discord server, occasional newsletter. Oh my god, we have to send out that newsletter. Commentaries and more. You can also get the audio only on your Apple podcast app. And just subscribe through there. It's very easy to get the audio, the VIP episodes every Sunday. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. And we will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. They want to know. Hey. 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 13 things to know about gay men with a B12 deficiency. Whenever you guys say bone, bell, ball, boot like that, it reminds me of Tinker Taylor's Soldier's Spy. I don't know, I'm imagining a spy movie with Gary Oldman investigating chicken nuggets and it's fucking stupid. I'm so sorry. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, This call is actually for all of my fellow hooligans out there. Um, I'd just like to put out a a plea. Um, Please, let's all just, let's all just, we need to stop. Stop with the, you know, who does them chicken nugget shapes? And then, you know, play, pause, stop, rewind. So I, 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 I mean, I didn't even know the chicken nuggets had shapes at all. They're all who's, in my opinion. And then play, pause, they're, they're all them. Um, you know, I think we've all taken it a little too far. I think we're all guilty of it. We all have something to learn. Um, but I think we need to just get back to our roots and, you know, focus on celebrities, who's, them's. Maybe ice cream flavors every now and then, you know, but I think uh, we've taken it far enough. We've taken it far enough. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, and Timmy. Long time, medium time. So as I was looking at the calendar and realized that next week is October, um, I thought about how all the holidays are approaching, and so I wish that you would rank from who to them, visiting a pumpkin patch, carving a pumpkin, carving a turkey, chopping down your own Christmas tree, and kissing somebody at midnight on New Year's Eve. Thank you so much, and I love you guys. Um, Lindsay Podcaster, Tim Tebow Lesbian, Crunch Crunch, bye. Who to them? Uh, famous author Bobby Finger, Try Guy, Keith Habersberger, and the kid that plays Artie in Glee. Y'all kind of look alike. Crunch, crunch.